Welcome back to Clear Talk. My name is Armin Shafi. I'm your host. On this episode, we talk about how to create great content for your social media and talks, what the biggest problem is that millennials are dealing with right now, and third, if you have depression or anxiety, how to be able to get rid of it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Clear Talk. My name is Armin Shafi. I'm the host of Clear Talk. Welcome to the number one show for entrepreneurs who need clarity. Um, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. Today's going to be a great show. We have some really good questions in store. In the I, I call it the vault now. No, I can't call it the vault. Um, but, you know, whatever it is. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, we're live right now. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And, uh, and uh, we're going to... We're gonna cut. I just saw it, by the way. I just, <laughs> just saw the message. All right. Whew. Fun little personal factor, you guys. All of my Instagram, my social media is like interconnected in oh. one point, one place. <laughs> and a few of my team members have access to it so that they can help me with posting stuff. Uh, so sometimes when you message me in my DMs or my Facebook chat, they kind of see it. So. Uh, just stuff. Make sure you message good stuff. <laughs> All right. So, got my Facebook in front of me. We got my phone this time. Never get to have my phone. Hello? God? Coronavirus over yet? No? Okay. Great. Seems like we're still in the pandemic, but we're making the best of it. I'm just going to push this back more. All right. Today's going to be great. I mean, Upton, how do you feel? Great. Fantastic. Upton is up-leveling his game every single time we do an episode. Better quality, better shots, more tech. Jay, how do you feel? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. You could not even the normal word. You had to up level the the word itself. Okay. First of all, this shot looks great. I'm on Facebook. I'm looking at Facebook right now. Everyone on Instagram, hey, what's going on? I'm actually gonna go on Instagram see if I can see you guys while I'm on. That'd be probably a good no. That'd be great, right? Yeah, I can do that, right? Oh, I can't. I can't see it. Wait. No, I can't see it. Can't see my own. Yeah, I can't see my own. But it's all right. But everyone on Facebook, I can see you here. So uh, if you're on Facebook, make sure you drop comments. If you have any questions during the show, then don't be afraid to ask it in uh, in the comment section below, and I will answer them. So before we get into questions, first of all, um, I would love to know how you guys are dealing with quarantine. Um, for us, it's it's you know it's just a little it's a little more difficult, but we're still getting through with it. Everyone works from home. We work on Zoom. Everything's more chats. Um, we come here for the studio cause we can't, we can't do this from home. So, um, I would love to know, comment below actually what you're doing during your quarantine to make it productive. I'm seeing a lot of cool posts and memes and all that good stuff on, on, uh, what people are doing to make their quarantine productive. Um, I see a lot of people shaving their heads, uh, and shaving their beards. I tried to trim my beard. It was starting to look like a caveman and then, uh, <laughs> I trimmed it too short, but it's good. It's still there. It's a little bit there. We saved the beard. All right, so hey to everyone, Arif, Hassan, Lauren, Sasha, Upton. Oh, Upton, you're right there. Um, Melissa, Alan, Alan, all the way from Malaysia. What's up, brother? All right, so if you're on right now, if you're on Facebook, then share this video. Share challenge. Share this video if you can right now. Click the share button. Send it to a friend uh, because you know on the show we get super clear on things. If you're an entrepreneur or if you're an everyday person that just wants to know how to deal with what's going on, we're going to be talking about this, sharing some cool perspectives and ideas for you. So, uh, Jay, are you ready for the questions? I am. I am. 
All right, cool. Nanzia, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Facebook? Uh, people on Instagram, can you, uh, do we know their names on Instagram? Because I wish I could see you guys on Instagram. Yeah. Can you guys see their names? I see names. Can you I shout them out? Names. Yeah, totally. So we've got, wow. So as soon as I told, I closed my laptop. So we've got. Which guy? <laughs> we got Stan. We got English Tips. We got. English uh, Tips. I don't know how to say that name. Arifa. Okay. Tara. Upton, I got an idea. Arifa. I got an idea, Upton. What's up? Here, what grab my phone, that? log into your Instagram. And then I'll watch my live from your Instagram. Oh, my phone. Yeah, yeah, so then sense. I can see everyone's comments. And I, I want to be able to like converse with you guys. Alan's like, yo! I can even hear your voice saying it, man. <laughs> yo! All right, cool. I'm ready to get into the questions. Upton, do I look into the YouTube camera? Yeah. This yeah, one right here? Okay, yeah. cool. Welcome to everyone on YouTube, by the way. Make sure you drop a comment down below. Let me know what you're doing for quarantine. Uh, do we have this recording, by the way? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Uh, okay, also, there's so many setup things here. All right, Jay, let's help some people out. What are some questions we got? And by the way, before we start, number one, share this video. Obviously, we want to get it out there. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram if you've seen this for the first time. Um, put Turn my no post notifications on Instagram so you guys can get notified. Every day I drop content to help you guys out with uh, your businesses and your lives. And also, on top of that, go to askarmin.com. Okay, I'm going to put it in Facebook right now. Right go to askarmin. Is it? Damn, where is it right now? Is it the bottom? Right, right. Hold on, where is it? Down below right here? Right here. Okay, I'm looking at it on my screen right now. I posted it in the comments below. Go to askarmin.com to get your questions answered. And uh, I'll answer a live like this on the show. I'll answer live right here on the show. And uh, and then we'll shout you out as well. We, we ask for your name, your city. Uh, and then so so we can let you know. There it is. Askarmin.com. Okay, cool. Jay, you ready? Ready. I'm ready steady. Let's do it. What's the key to making great content for a talk or on social media? Can you say it one more time? So this is the first question. So what's the key to making great content for a talk or on social media? Okay, that's good. That's good. So first of all, those are two different things. So great content for social media, I'll tell you this. Um, great content for social media is, it has to be based around, um, well, I'll tell you what, well, I'll tell you what for me like what I do. So for my talks, let's just talk about talks and presentations. I used to just put what I know in a presentation, but why, why do that? Because like you're guessing that people want to know that stuff. So what I do for presentations, for talks, for speeches, it highly depends on what it's for and where. But let's just talk about general presentation. Um, Cause I do presentations to sell my programs. So when I do a presentation on a stage, on a webinar, or on a camera, I you know I, I actually offer the program I'm working with um, for people to sign up, and we do really well. In those kinds of presentations, or in the majority of presentations, pretty much you want to, every presentation should have this formula, this kind of like three-step formula, P, S, and O. Uh, it's, a, it's a marketing formula, problem, solution, offer. Every great talk, or even every piece of content, to some degree, if you're, if you're marketing a message, you have a, a solution or, or something you have to offer to the world, especially as an entrepreneur, most of your content should be under these three steps, problem, solution, offer, PSO. And what I mean by that is like in a presentation, you usually want to start with um, emphasizing a problem and explaining what the problem is on every facet and every level, and then explaining what the solution to that could be. 
and then a, for me, I believe every every good uh, presentation, every good speech, every good talk, and every good piece of social media content has some type of offer, call to action. Now, the offer doesn't always have to be to sell something. It could be to get them to do something. I'll give an example of a motivational speaker. Les Brown will go on stage and he'll tell you the problem. The problem is people lack the motivation. They don't know what they want. They don't have a big enough why. I'm just giving an example. Not all his talks are like this, but most of them are. His solution is that you need to figure out your why, figure out your purpose and work towards it and commit to it. And then he gives you an offer, like a call to action. He challenges you to do more, be more, have more and get out there and actually focus on what you want. So when it comes to... Um, creating content you want to you want to hit the problem you want to hit the solution then you want to hit an offer or a call to action that's what every great this is a universal response i'm giving you an answer to so it's 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 about um camera cut off that forgot okay. fixed yeah, yeah, yeah cool um so it's about creating uh the problem right marketing the problem putting up the problem first giving the solution and then the offer and by the way why in that order why in that order does it matter because a lot of people in traditional advertising, a lot of people go out and try to just sell solutions. They try to market solutions, create talks and everything, talking about what they want to give. Don't start there. The very essence of persuasion is about creating a need for listening to what you have to say. How do you create a need? You have to induce motive. You have to bring motivation out of them. You do that by giving, by expressing a problem that you know they have. You hit a pain point and they go, yes, that's true. So what do I do now? In every great presentation or talk or speech, that's what you have to do. You have to hit their pain points to go, yes, that's true. You're right. I am having this issue. What do I do now? And then you explain the do. And in presentations or in talks, by the way, or speeches, you don't have a lot of time. So you shouldn't try to teach them the entire beginning to end A to Z of how to, how to solve the problem. You should only try to show them the bird's eye view, like the what to do about it. And then, uh, and then if they really want to work with you, they should go and buy or sign up for how to do this with you. Um, and for social media content, same thing. It should be like you express a problem, talk about what the issues are, then you explain what the solution can be, and then you say call to action, maybe click here, or hit me up, or talk to me, or comment below. Every great piece of content or anything that's given out to the market should follow to some degree, the, at least the foundational three steps. Problem, solution, offer. I hope that answers the question. Um, other than that, for um, repeat, repeat the question one more time. I want to make sure I, I, I answered it with like, is it create or is it like, repeat the question one more time. What's the key to making the great key. content for a talk or on social media? Yeah, the key. There's no key. Um, create, yeah. So, so I gave you a structure right now on how to actually create and structure content like this for talks and for social media. But there's no real key. I'll give you, if there's a key, I'll tell you the key. Just do it. Anything you put out is better than nothing. That's the real, the, if you're looking for one like sentence answer, just do, like put out content. Just do it. Get online. Hashtag Go on. Nike. Hashtag, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize I was doing it. Uh, shout out to Phil Knight. Just do it. Like go out on, go on Instagram Live, go on Facebook Live, make a post. Um, and don't be afraid. Like, you know, I've done lots of posts that weren't that popular. And then I've done posts that no one liked. And then I've done posts that everybody liked. It's about just mass production. Like, just do it. Like, don't wait. Um, procrastinate. Trying to create, like, the right content or the per that's all BS. Like, it, that's not true. So don't worry for the right. So just doing it is the point. And the more you do it, by the way, you get better at it as you, as you move on. And then something clicks and everybody loves it. So hope that answers the question. What's the next question?
How important is it to censor what media I'm exposing myself to, especially now during the pandemic with news and other celebrities now constantly sharing content? How important is it? So say it one more time. I want to make sure the audience knows the question. Go ahead, one more time. How important is it to censor what media I'm exposing myself to, especially now during the pandemic with news and other celebrities now constantly sharing content? So, especially as an entrepreneur, um, you have to protect your mind right now. And what I mean by protect your mind is like, you really have to, you have to control what goes in side your mind because what goes in is what mostly is going to influence what comes out. So it's extremely important, extremely important to currently censor what goes in. And I was talking about one of the episodes. I said, you know, watching news right now is not a bad thing because if you're watching the news to see what the new updates are on laws or rules or policies to help you out in your situation, that's fine. There's a purpose behind that. But everything past that, where you're, where you're watching news just because you're bored or you're scared or you're trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Under those circumstances, you're, you're pretty much just, I'm going to say it out as poisoning your mind. You're poisoning your mind. And what I mean poison is like, it's because you don't need to know that. Your mind should be, like the only thing you like going to your mind should be your goal. Everything you need to know about your goal, your goals, plan, your goals, and outcome, your goals, motivations, your goals, why. If you just think about your goal more than anything else, then your mind will stay alive. Not just alive, but it'll thrive. So how, how I've been going about it is I totally control and I censor what goes into my mind, 1,000%. Um, I only watch the news. I actually only hear about the news from people who watch the news, so I don't have to watch it myself. So, you know, like family or friends will tell me, yo, this happened. I'm like, great, at least you know, and now I know, and I didn't have to watch it. But what I'm really focusing on the most is watching interviews with experts so I can at least learn more about the situation that we're in from experts, not from news. Um, and then I learn about like how to deal with it and, and the actual expertise behind what's going on. So I learn from experts, I'd love to watch interviews. Um, and if I don't watch interviews, I watch like videos from like experts that are talking to the camera about the situation. So I do educate myself on what's going on, especially with what's happening. However, I don't take it from an outlet where there's a high chance of propaganda where they're trying to just make you feel or think a certain way that they want you to. I'm learning from unbiased, uh, not unbiased, but I'm learning from more credible sources if there's a, if that that's what I really mean. Um, and then beyond that, that's like, Maybe five to ten percent of what goes into my mind. The ninety percent left is my own life, my own game plan, my own goal. Like when I when I when I work, when I'm about to work, I close my eyes, I read my goal out, I visualize what I want, I put into my mind that. And then when I'm working, I focus on you know what's gonna happen from all the work I'm putting in, and I focus on my building, my business. My what's going inside my mind is just continuous, consistent action of me working towards what I want, and it excites me. And that's how I keep the motivation, discipline, and the the positive attitude to keep going towards it, even through all these difficult times. So there, there is a level of ignorance you need to like create against the kind of information that slows you down. I'm gonna say that again. There's a, there's a level of ignorance you want to create in yourself on the topic of things that slows you down. And what slows you down is things that like get you afraid, get you worried, get you thinking and overthinking. And what if this goes wrong? 
And that doesn't mean it's it's bad to know those things. It's good to know about them. But to indulge in information in your mind on the topic um, of things that slow you down. Did you get my Instagram up? No, because I don't um, know my own password. You don't know your own password. Often uh, technical issues in the back. How many of you have ever forgot your own password about things? I feel like everyone's always forgot their password. And maybe even to the things that are most important, like Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> like your, your email. I feel like most people know their email password, though. I know my email password, but my Do you know what the culprit of this is? Because it's always logged in. Always. It's auto It's auto passwords. That's the that's yeah. the cause of people forgetting the passwords. Yeah. Even with the phone numbers, I don't know anyone's phone number. Because this one's your phone. I don't know anybody's phone number, but my brother's, and it's because I memorized it eight years ago. Yeah. Everybody else, I have to like look you up and be like, hey Siri, can you do this? Can you do that? Um, it's funny because like you know, I don't know anyone's number. If I was stranded on an island, I would know nobody to call. By the way, if you're watching right now, I want you to share this video. Share this video right now on Facebook. Click the share button, send it to a friend, or share it on your Facebook so people can tune in and have fun with this conversation. And by the way, if you're on right now as well, hit that heart or like button or that. That face right there, I love that face a lot. Um, so we can get this going up and people can see what's going on and they can learn more about how they can affect their business in a positive way. So overall, what goes into your mind has to be your goal. And I know it's the hardest now to do that, but it's for that reason, it's the most necessary time. It's the hardest now to focus and discipline your mind to only let good things go in and only see your goal and what you're working towards and what you want so that you have something to work towards that makes you happy. But I know it's the hardest time for that, but it's also the most necessary. So in the hardest times is when it all matters the most. I'll share a, a, a quick little cool story. Years ago, um, thanks to the hearts, guys. Years ago, I was training Kung Fu with a, with a, 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 I had a teacher, an instructor in the dojo. And I would go three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'd go 7 a.m. and I'd meet him. And then he would make me like, he was teaching me ba the basics of Kung Fu. And it's, it was like one of my dreams, one of my goals. Um, still is. I'm going to go back into it. I did it for like six months. And I passed the, um, I almost got to the phase where I test for the basics of Kung Fu, which means I know all the kicks and all the punches and all the stretches. And at the end of every single training, he would make me do a horse stance. So I would have to like bring my thing up and then, you know, bring my hands on like this and then like drop my knees to a sitting position in midair and hold it. And at first, I couldn't hold them more than like 20 seconds without my legs wobbling like this, like insanely wobbling. I got to one day, I got to like 30, 45 seconds and then a minute one day. And every time I'm like, how much time do I have left? He's like, just keep going. He would never tell me how much time I had towards, uh, you know, what time it was that I was holding, but I was shaking. But even when I was shaking for like half the minute, I was shaking, but I still kept it. And I remember one time I looked at him, I said, um, in the middle of it, I'm like, uh, how much time is there left? He's like, you just started. I'm like, what? I'm shaking. I've been up probably like for 30 or 45 seconds. And he looked at me. He says to me, it stuck to me like till this day, obviously, and forever for now. He goes, when, you're let, when, it, when it starts to burn is when you start. That's when the training starts, when it starts to burn. And, and I remember, I'm like, damn, that's so deep. In the middle of my horse, I'm like, that's so deep. That's so like karate kid cool. <laughs> so I called my eyes. I'm like, all right. And then afterwards, I asked him, I'm like, what do you mean? And he, and he told me, he goes, Armin, when your muscles start to burn and it starts to hurt is when your brain is now recording the lesson. Because only when there's emotion and pain and physical like stimulus coming into your nervous system is now where what you do then 
is what your brain learns as the habit. So if it starts to burn and you give up right away, it's only going to learn the habit of giving up once it gets hard. I'm like, wow, that's deep. So up until it starts burning, it doesn't even matter. And I think um, Muhammad Ali said this too. He goes, uh, you know, he goes, he only starts counting when the push-ups start to hurt or it starts to burn. That's the only time he starts counting. And that was kind of the same thing my, my, my sensei was teaching me. And in life is the same thing. In business is the same thing. It's like when it's the hardest to do something right is the most important time to do it right. When it's the hardest in the whole world, like falling on, on your head. And it's the hardest to keep continue your, your fitness habits, your health habits, your, your thinking habits, your reading habits, your business habits, whatever it is. When it's the hardest to do it is the most important time to do it. And so I've kept true to that. To me, I'm like, the moment it gets hard, like in a relationship, when it's the hardest to forgive and to communicate when you're both angry is the time when it's the most important to do it. And so even in my previous relationship, I, I was so, so strict on this. Um, and for that reason, we didn't have like so many fights. It was more good than bad stuff. And most couples were opposite. It was more bad stuff than good stuff. And in the midst of like our fights, I remember we we get into an argument. I'd stop. And I'm like, only now does it matter to do the things we talk about, which is to forgive each other and to have mercy and like hug each other and kiss and and like connect again. And so it's when things are hard to do is when it's the most important. That's very important. I think that's the, probably a big takeaway from this episode that I want to share. Because right now, it's hard to do a lot of things. Everybody has the most justified excuses to why they shouldn't do something or quit. or Everyone has it. Now is the time that matters the most to do, to still keep going, though, to persist. And, uh, and, and another quick little story for that, um, in fact, is um, I remember when, like, in my business, when it was, when in, in December, I was, like, going through a depression. I committed to myself. I'm like, I'm going to do these three things. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build my business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it up. I'm going to build it all the way to where I want it to go. I'm going to build my body so that I lose all the fat. I get healthy again because I gained a lot of weight in December. Um, and then I'm like, I want to become an expert in my field. So I want to just learn and read every day. I remember when I started for three months up until just in March, I was on such a high momentum. As you guys can see, you follow my journey because from the beginning of Clear Talk till Mar- till like the 10th episode, we were like on fire, like just going, 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 right? And then coronavirus hit. And then the pandemic hit. And then quarantine hit. And then everything's hit. And I remember waking up in my bedroom one day. I'm like, wow. Not that all this happened for me. Obviously not. There's 8 billion people in the world. But I just thought, what a coincidence. That in the midst of my greatest momentum in my entire life I've ever developed. In the midst of me being the most driven, most focused, most committed. I really feel like I was reborn all over again. I was transformed. In the midst of me being the best version I've ever been of myself is when coronavirus hits. And I was sitting there, I'm like, obviously I know this didn't happen just to me. But in my personal experience, I was sitting there like, what are the chances that the time I commit and I have, I built the best physical shape I've ever been in, built my business the fastest I've ever built it, that this all hits and then it hit me. In December when I went through depression and I came out, I made this conscious commitment to myself I'll never go back to that 
I never, ever, ever want to feel that again, ever. And this time, when I go through this next momentum, I'm going to push twice as hard. I'm going to do more than I've ever even thought about doing. Like I worked out last night at one in the morning and I woke up, I woke up at 9 a.m. today and I worked, worked out again, my second body part. I did, like, I, did, I did two workouts in a day, essentially. I'm doing more than I've ever done. I keep pushing my limits because before old Armin would not push his limits. He would just hit the limit and move on. Now I'm like, no, let me keep breaking my own barrier. Can I do better? It's a question I keep asking myself. Can I do better? Can I do better? Can I do better? Yes. So do it. then. If you could do better, do it. A lot of us know we can do better in something or in all things and we don't. What would happen if you did? If we did that little bit better? So I did that little bit better and it's been insane. Insane growth. Just that little bit better. And I'm like, what are chances that pandemic hits, coronaviruses, quarantine hits, my old team has to work from home, we're building this culture, all these things are happening. And then it really hit me. If I hadn't gone through what I went through in December, I would not have been prepared to be the person I am to get through this. And what I mean by that is I built a muscle, a, a, a thick skin, a spiritual muscle that now because there is a pandemic, I'm more equipped. It's almost like God was preparing me for the real fight, which is now. And what I'm telling you now for everyone watching is now more than ever because it is the hardest to keep at your goals, the hardest to keep discipline, the hardest to stay positive, the hardest to have faith and hope, the hardest to set your goals and think big and, and keep going, the hardest to build a business, the hardest to make money. It's the hardest now for everybody. It's not just for you or for me. Some people a little bit less than the other. Yes, but it's hard for everybody generally. Now is the time where it's the most important to do it then. Not when it's easy. It's easy when it's easy, but it's important when it's hard. That's a, that's a lie. It's easy when it's easy, but it's the most important when it's hard. So, you know, if you were kind of slacking, let this be your, my message to you, okay? Um, I got a question in Facebook. Jonathan, my man, Jonathan Andrews. Uh, let me read out, uh, Armin. First of all, Jonathan Andrews from, I think, Toronto. Drop your city if I said it wrong. How do you think about net worth? Uh, how do you think about net worth? I have an issue with cons uh, constantly wanting it to increase and having uh, and avoid making investments to take advantage of opportunity. It's a fascinating question, especially the way you asked it, Jonathan. So, so the question says, how do you think about net worth? Um, I'm assuming it's so. So, what do you think about net worth? I have an issue with constantly wanting it to increase. <laughs> and avoid making investments to take advantage of the opportunity. So I'm assuming you're asking, and Jonathan, if you're on um, Toronto, okay, my, my man Jonathan Andrews from Toronto, for everyone on Instagram. Uh, Jonathan, drop your Instagram handle in the comments of Facebook so I can chat you out on Instagram too. Um, I'm assuming you're saying uh, that you want to have it grow, but you don't want to take risk with investments. So first let me do what, what I'm like, my brain's wired to do which is reframing the perspective you have even in your question. You said, I have an issue with constantly wanting it to increase. So I know you're going to be like, yeah, I know, I know, I just wrote it that way, but, but hear me out for a moment. Let's get clear on something. I haven't said that for a while. Let's get clear on clear talk. It's not an issue to want to increase your net worth. You can't be looking at, at wanting to increase your net worth as an issue, okay? Because um, then your brain is wired to not look at it the right way and you become a different person trying to handle the situation. You, you have to be looking at this differently. It's a privilege. It's an opportunity. It's an advantage. Um, Jonathan F. Andrews. Everyone on Instagram, check out Jonathan F. Andrews. I was asking a question on Facebook right now. So, so Jonathan, it's, it's not about 
um, it's not about an issue. So you got to change this to like, I have a desire. I have an opportunity, a privilege to increase my net worth. Some people don't even know what net worth is in many countries and lots of countries. So first we have to look at this as like, this is a privilege. It's an opportunity, not an issue. If you look at something as a problem, the problem is not the problem. The problem is you think it's a problem. If you look at something as a problem, the problem is not the problem. The problem is you think it's a problem. I'm going to say it one more time <laughs> just so you don't get into a trance. Listen to what I just said. The first problem of any person is the way they look at something. Here's why. If you look at something as a problem, then the problem is not the problem. The problem is you think it's a problem. Okay? So, so it's not an issue. Number one, I just want to get that out of the way. Second, if you have a, first of all, why? I, I would just question, like, why, why are you so frustrated about increasing your net worth? Why does that matter? Why, why don't you comment down below? Why? Because I could go on and, like, guess what you mean, um, that you have, uh, uh, you have an issue with constantly wanting to increase and avoid making mistakes to take advantage of opportunities. It just means you're afraid of taking mistakes. Like, we have to call it what it is. We got we to gotta be honest with ourselves. If you're afraid of making mistakes or taking risks, that's fine. Most of us were raised to fear it so much, which is the biggest criminal act, I think, of the school system because they, they punish us for being wrong, which makes no sense because in the real world, you learn from being wrong. You, you learn from being wrong. Um, so it makes no sense. You, you got to fall in love with making mistakes, man. You got to fall in love with making mistakes, especially with money and finances. You got you to also only invest like what you can lose and be totally okay with losing it. That's how you have a peace of mind type of way of investing and growing your net worth. Um, if you look at something as a problem, the problem is not the problem. The problem is that you think the problem is the problem. Yes, and uh, Jonathan, thank you. <laughs> but Jonathan, let me uh, let me ask you a question. Please tell me down below in the comments. Let me know this. Why do you want to increase your net worth? See, I'm a student of thinking or rich, and usually people have uh, questions around why their plan sucks or why they can't get what they want. They're missing a very important key here is let's question if you really want that because if you can't if you're stuck and you don't want to do anything about it then i can question i can challenge you on saying you don't even want that because the person who truly desires something finds a way the plan comes to them but the but the only way to truly desire something is why they wanted the motivation so my question to you is what's the big deal about having a high net worth increasing why does it matter dude you're young i know you you're smart you got a long life to live ahead of you and uh, you're going to build your business. Just take your time. The greatest mistake I think young people make, and I'm sitting here speaking on behalf of someone who's seeing a lot of it happening, and I went through it myself, is we're too much in a rush. We make terrible decisions. We make bad intelligent. We don't make intelligent decisions when we're in a rush. I've been in a rush for the first year and two of my business. I was in a rush. I would even argue up until the third year of my business, I was in a rush. Only recently did I learn the wisdom and the intelligence of working at fast pace like speed without the stressfulness of being in a rush what i mean by that is like work in speed like work as if you want the goal tomorrow work as if but think like a person who knows they had they got decades ahead of them it's okay it's not a big deal to do it overnight uh that's a huge 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 tip i just gave like not a tip but you know i gave like a huge perspective about this you got to work in speed, yes. Don't slow down, don't get lazy. But you also have to maintain peace of mind. And so if you start stressing about stupid things, like like if I was stressing about I have to make a certain amount of money by this age or by th I don't care. I really don't care. What I care about is every day of my life, am I doing the thing I love? And is it growing and am I progressing in it? Am I building it? That's what's more important to me. 
So Jonathan says, I have been growing uh, it quickly. I'm shy of using the capital to grow the brand long term because I desire to see see it as a big uh, see it as big as possible in the short term. Maybe be a better way to describe it. Okay, so I'm gonna say that again. I've been growing it quickly. I'm shy of using the capital to grow the brand long term because I desire to see it as big as possible in the short term. Um, maybe a better way to describe. It. I understand what you're saying. So yeah, I get it. Dude, if, if you want my my pers- personal perspective, think long term. You will um, you will never ever ever accomplish what you're going to do in the next five to ten years in a year. The 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 stupidity I think there is a stupidity to millennials like to young people naive naive yeah I, I call it stupidity I'm saying it with love because I, I look at myself I was I was a stupid person myself um, I was an intelligent person make, doing stupid things thinking stupid things. Uh, naive, let's say naive, or maybe just undereducated. It's okay. I don't care how you call it. My point is, there is a characteristic trait of a young person that I think only the older people will understand, like have the wisdom, because you got to get this with time, is that we keep thinking we can do everything in like a year, six months, three months. We lack the vision to see something in 10 years from now. So, so I'm not just going to tell you to do this. I'm going to tell you how to do this because I, I also had this problem. I always wanted to become – at first, I wanted to become the next Tony Robbins. And like in 2017, I'm like, I'm going to be the next Tony Robbins by the end of this year. Um, needless to say, I did kind of accomplish my goal in a personal perspective. Like I felt like that. Um, and my business grew pretty quickly. But for what use, man? I had to start from scratch all over again in 2018. And then that's where I started growing Elite Speakers Academy and Reborn at the same time. And then TGR, Thinking Rich, came into my life. And, like, I didn't even expect Thinking Rich to come into my life. I didn't see ESSA in the picture in the beginning. So, uh, you know, I didn't think about creating new seminar programs and courses. I didn't think about that. Then I did this this whole, again, all over again. I'm like, in 2018, I'm going to multi-millionaire by the end of the year. And I'm like, all right, okay. And then my dad got sick, got cancer in the middle of the year. I ended up, I ended up having to see my dad die holding in my arm. Like, I didn't think about that. You know, I didn't think, like, see, see, God kind of throws things at you to grow you and, and make you wise throughout the time. And then 2019, all over again, I'm like, we're going to do this. We're going to go online. We're going to, and then, uh, and then I got depression and uh, it took way longer than I thought. <laughs> so it's like, I'm sitting there like, okay, at the beginning of this year, I decided not to repeat the same BS I was repeating. And I think most young people go through this is we're trying to do everything overnight. Um. Here's what long-term sounds like, okay, Jonathan. I'm gonna give you my. I'm just gonna let you into my mind a little bit, so you can see how Armin thinks, and then maybe you learn a couple things and you take it, and maybe you like some things you heard, right? I don't think I'm right. I just think it's working for me, so maybe it'll work for you. So I started to think like this. Every time I would hit a success in the last four months of growing my business, and by the way, I've grown my business faster, tripled it faster, made uh, like money faster, the team's grown faster, our production's faster, everything in the last four months than it has been in the last three years. And it's because of the shift I made mentally. The shift is I decided, okay, there's no rush. I'm going to do this properly. And and I don't care what anyone, any I don't look at competitors. I don't care who the hell is doing what I do. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I don't even care about Tony Robbins. Love the guy, but he's just another human being that's been doing this longer than anyone else. That's the only difference between him and any one of us. So I don't look up to anyone. I don't look down to anyone. I just look at people what they are. They're another human being doing something really incredible and they probably spend more time in a field than I have so I can learn from them. That's all I look at it from. So I started to look at everything long-term. I said, look, I'm gonna build this thing for the next for the rest of my life, at least for the next two, three decades, right? At least for the next 20, 30 years because I love it. 
And I started to, when, even when I had little successes, I would say this, this is just the beginning. We would have a big success. This is just the beginning. I would hire a bunch of new people and I'm like looking around. My social media team is bumping. My marketing team is bumping. I'm like, wow, this stuff is growing quick. I'm looking around at my team like, and this is just the beginning. And I keep saying this to myself, this is just the beginning. Like I haven't even started yet. I haven't even started yet. And I've wired myself to think in a way where like I never am in a rush and I always feel like so much time, but I'm also working really fast. And now when I have conversations, I'm thinking like when I'm 40, what life's going to be like. I don't care about right now, but I'm loving right now. I'm enjoying right now. I'm, I'm doing more because of this thinking, by the way. I'm getting more done because I'm more calm. I'm more intelligent. I can think better instead of the rush of like, by 27 years old, I got to be, you know, I have to have $30 million. Why? Like, what's the big deal? Like, relax. You know, why does your net worth have to increase right now? Why can't it increase over five or 10 years? Why can't you lose all your money and then you make all your millions in net worth? Why not? Have you not considered it? I was talking to someone on Zoom the other day. They're showing me this incredible process they built on launching their online business. I'm like, man, this is amazing. You've done a lot of work. I'm like, there's just one problem. He goes, what's that? I go, well, you haven't considered all the crap that can go wrong. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you can launch this thing, no one buys. It could take you twice as long as that, that you thought and you don't even have that time. It could take a lot more money than you thought to even sell this thing. You could have done the wrong thing this entire time, like built the entire wrong business and marketing. He goes, damn, you're right. I'm like, I'm not telling you from opinion. I'm telling you from experience. I have multiple, I failed multiple times at launching something. That's why I learned so fast. That's why I learned so much and I'm good at it now because I've failed so many times. And the number one thing I've learned from this, Jonathan, I'm speaking to your heart, man. The number one thing I learned being a younger entrepreneur than many is this. We never calculate or consider, usually, maybe you, if you do, that's good for you. That's good. Most of us don't calculate and consider all of the things that can go wrong. And so because we rush things in short amount of time, we increase the chances of things going wrong because we're not doing it. We're not giving like the natural time everything takes. Like nature takes a whole season to grow again or die again. Like there's a reason law of nature, law of nature works this way because time is important in the factor. We're trying to condense everything as fast as possible overnight. Why? Why? What if you're working this hard just to find out five years from now that the last five years had to all be falling flat on your face? Just so you can become the person you are going to be in five years from now to go through what you have to go through to become the person you want to be. I didn't know I to, my dad had to die, that I had to fail like 12 different times in a business. I had to have money losing events. I had to, I had to go through tons of people that were sketchy that came in and out of my business. I had to almost be frauded. I, I didn't know I had to do all this stuff. I didn't know I had to go through all this stuff to become Armin today who's actually building the business the way I want to. I didn't know. And I don't know everything else that's going to happen. I didn't know I have to go through coronavirus and pandemic and all this stuff to, to learn how to adapt my business. I didn't know. So um, my first bro, my, my first piece of like hugging perspective to you is uh, relax and get super comfortable, like get super excited and joyful and just at peace with the fact that you're going to increase your networks. You're going to hit your goal and what you want. And it's going to happen the way it's supposed to. And you're just going to do your best, number one. And number two, you have to think long-term, man. If you got money right now and you can put it in your brand, build it long-term. Like, think long-term and then take action short-term. Think long-term, but take action short-term. I'm thinking the person I'm going to be at like 40, 50 years old. And I'm just going to be starting then. 
I'm just going to be getting started then. Right? I'm thinking like in 35, even 30, and I'm going to be getting started then. But every day of my life, I'm working on the now goal. My money's going into building an infrastructure long term. My actions are going into building, hitting goals short term. So I hope that does help. Um, hey, to everyone who's getting on, by the way, James, Philip, Dejan, um, and everyone on Instagram, if you're on. By the way, if you're on right now, share this video on Facebook. Send it to someone on Instagram. If you're on YouTube, share this video on any social media platform so we can get the message out there. And ask your questions at askarmin.com. I'm going I'm to drop the link in the comments. Askarmin.com. I'm going to shout you out on the live show, and I'm going to answer your question. Um, so right go to – Yeah, it's on the screen right now. Go to askarmin.com and get your questions answered. Submit your questions, and, uh, and then we're going to get back to you. Um, Jonathan just invited you on the podcast. Okay, Jonathan, my man, please join me as a guest on the Gripped Podcast, uh, episode forty-five in the next two weeks. Yeah, sure, man. Um, uh, Jay will reach out to you right now and send you a message on Facebook, and then uh, we'll book it in. Um, yeah, no problem. Good. I hope it. I hope it helped. By the way, I hope I answered your question the way like what you were really looking for. I may have straight off and gave you other stuff, but uh, I'm not a net worth expert, right? Because I don't look at my own net worth. I just keep running. <laughs> I'm sure it's growing. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, my whole thing is about the thinking of everything, right? Like what, what do you, what lens are you looking at life through? So yeah, man, if you're young, if anyone's watching this and they're young, don't get trapped in the whole, I got to get something by this time, like by this age, that doesn't mean don't set your goals with a, with a deadline. Cause that makes it real for you. Like just don't get stressed about it. I still have like an end of year goal, but I'm not stressed. Like what's the point of a goal that stresses you out? Isn't the point of a goal to make you excited? Yep. Like people are setting goals and getting stressed out. You got it all wrong. All right? You got it all wrong. You don't set a goal so you stress yourself out. That's not how it works. You set a goal to get alive. You go, I'm going to have this. I'm going to do it. And it gives you something to work for in your life. Okay? So no problem, brother. Love you so much. Um, everyone else get on. Cindy says, is Jonathan possibly describing a fear of scarcity? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you guys got to take that conversation into a personal chat and talk about it. Um, Trevor says, amen, my man. Man, what's going on, brother? All right, if you're watching this, hit that like or comment button. Uh, not that like or comment, the like button on YouTube. Hit that, you know, hit the hearts on Instagram. Hit the hearts or the <gasps> signs. I love these ones. The ones that like look like this. I love those are awesome. Hit that on Facebook. Uh, and let's get into the next question so we can help some more people out. So this question is from MD underscore ZD on Instagram. What's your opinion as a, as a thoughtful, successful person about love? Any aspect. Can you repeat the question? I'm going to repeat every question three times. What's your opinion as a thoughtful, successful person about love? Any aspect. What's my opinion? Yo, MD underscore ZZV. Um, frame your questions in a way where... Because I know you're looking for something, right? I know like in your mind you were thinking about, I wonder what his thing is about this. If you learn how to frame your questions in a way where it's more specific, more accurate, and you even give me an example of what you mean, then I'll be able to really give you the juicy answer you're looking for. So I'm going to do my best with this one because it's kind of vague or general. I, I really don't know exactly what you're looking for, but I'm going to answer it based off what my general impression is of it. What's my opinion about love? Um... See, there's so many forms of love. There's family love. There's intimate love. There's love of like what you do. There's love of God. 
There's love of life. I don't know. I'll tell you this. Love, I'll tell you what I know from thinking grow rich. Love is the most powerful um, emotion. M most powerful emotion. Most powerful motive. No, emotion. Yes, yeah, the most powerful emotion in the human body. Love is the most powerful emotion in the human body. People will die for love. They'll go crazy for love. They'll fight for love. They'll persist for love. And uh, there's different types of love. There's love of what you do. I love what I do. Um, I remember two days ago, Isaiah was asking me. Isaiah, he's a part of our team. He used to be a mentee. He graduated himself into being a part of the team. Very proud of him. He's done very well. A lot of the videos you guys see on Instagram and on Facebook, he uh, he edited them. He never used to have that skill before this. So he's, he's growing really quickly. Developing the youth. Um, so he asked me, he's like, sir, he goes, when did you, he's like, when did you decide that like enough is enough and you're going to be this person? And I told him the answer. I said, I was in the middle of a seminar and I went through an emotional experience and exercise and, and I really just felt connected to myself and I made a commitment and I said, for the rest of my life, I want to do what I do today. I said, that was an emotional experience. That's why I do seminars. That's why I believe in events because it changed my own life. And so it was in an environment where I was with thousands of other people and we were all going through something. But then he asked me, he goes, he goes, what made you do it? I said, well, at first, Isaiah, I wanted to get, I wanted to become like super famous. I wanted to be rich. Um, still want to be rich and famous. I'm not saying I don't, by the way. I'm just being, you know, if you guys are not honest about what you want, God help you. I, I'm honest with it. I know I want to be rich, incredibly rich in my life. Um, and I want to be incredibly well-known around the world because I know what I'm going to do with that influence and that power, and it's going to help the world. So I still want those things, but I said in the beginning, I wanted those things. I wanted to be this person. It was about significance. It was about like being this, like, yeah, you know, everyone loves me. Human connection. I wanted people. I said, but you, that's a very childish motivation in the beginning of everything. I said, now I don't want any of those things. I, not that, sorry, now that I'm not motivated by those things. I don't care. Like, I don't care if I'm rich or not. I still work incredibly happy every day. Um, like, even if I had no money or if I had money, it didn't matter to me. It still doesn't, right? Uh, oddly enough, more money comes to those people. Um, I don't care if I'm famous or not because I don't really care what people have to think about me. I just love people that love. You know, like, I'm not worried about what you think about who Armin is. You know, it's your opinion. So I'm not worried about, like, being well known or not. I don't care anymore. It's a very superficial desire I used to have. Um... And the human connection, I, I, I used to think I needed it with thousands of people in a room. I get that feeling from four people in a room in my team. So I don't I don't need to be on a seminar stage for me to feel that that love I, I wanted to feel. So he goes, so then what drives you, sir? And I just kind of thought about it. I'm like, why do I do everything? Like, I was sitting there like, why am I working so hard? I still do 20-hour days. 16, 18-hour days, like not like clockwork. Like, it doesn't even matter to me anymore. Like I said, I, I worked out at like 2 a.m. yesterday, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I, I said that too. I woke up at 9. Worked out, came in here. I was, I, was, I was here until 12 a.m. Like, I, I don't know. I got here in the morning. I remember I was sitting there and I, and I was like thinking, how do I answer this question? I'm like, it's not those things anymore. I just, I just kind of like looked at him and I said, now I do it because I love to. I just do it because I love it. I do it because I love it. I love... Oh, Isaiah's on! Love you, Isaiah. I just talked about our conversation the other day. Um, 
yeah, I just, I just, I just looked at him. I'm like, I do it because I love it, man. I love every second of it. I love the work. I love the people. I love myself. I love my purpose. I love what I get to do, what I don't get to do. I love everything of it. I enjoy it. That's why I do it now. I don't do it for anything specifically. The motivation is there to get the goal, sure. The goal is a certain money amount, a certain level of success in the business. But I just, what drives me is that I love it. Like I would rather not watch Netflix and rather work on my laptop. I'd rather, it's like odd for some people to hear that. They're like, what do you mean, Arvin? You know, like, when are you going to take a, work, a break from work? I said that on like episode two or three when we were like in my old office. When are you going to take a break from work? I'm like, when are you going to take a break from wasting time? How about that? A break from what? I don't want to take a break from work. Work is fun to me. My work is my life. You know, I'd, I'd rather not watch, like, hang out with friends, but I'd rather work in my office. I'd rather not go clubbing or partying, but I'd rather run a seminar for the weekend. I'd rather not. I would rather not, you know, go and, like, watch a movie or, like, like do things that are just, like, leisure only, but I'd rather read a book. It's just who I become, and I love that. And until you get yourself to that point, by the way, you will not have an, an uncontrollable level of success in your life. Uncontrollable level, meaning like success passes, like takes you. You don't take it. Um, so I hope that answers the question. Love, my opinion about love is the most powerful emotion. If used properly, it can fuel, it can create the most beautiful life for yourself. And uh, that, I'm just talking about the emotion of love, not just intimate or whatever. If it's relationship, it's a whole different question. Come back, MD underscore slash ZV. Did I just get it right? I think yeah. so. Um, re-ask the question on askarmin.com and uh, and I'll answer it. Maybe you had a specific question. Isaiah's on. Isaiah said, why is it so when you stop caring about something that's when nature brings you what you've been fighting for your whole life? An example is looking for love. As soon as we stop looking, we end up finding the one. It is an interesting, it is an interesting question, Isaiah. Um, shout out to my man, Isaiah, from home watching. Um, we miss you, man. We miss you at the office. So, Jeanette's crying. Jeanette's crying. Um, I miss you, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, man, my 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 most on like my like the the rawest form of my perspective is I have no idea. I actually have no idea. Like, there's no science to explain this. I don't know. Maybe some spiritual guru knows somewhere. I I, I just know that it is true. You're right. When you stop one, like when you stop needing something, it's when it comes to you. I remember in high school, I'm like, I got a girlfriend. And I, like, no girls like me in high school. No, like, literally, like, anyone from my high school ever watch this? Y'all be like, yeah, yeah, no girls like Garmin. You know, I was just really annoying. I was the kid talking too much. And I'm like, you know, and I had a girl, I had a friend, a gal friend that told me honestly about that. But I'm like, yo, listen, I had a gal friend. It wasn't my, it was a friend. It was a girl. I looked at her. I'm like, why don't girls like me? I was like 15 years old, 16. I'm like, why don't, why doesn't girls like me? She's like, well, and she actually said this. I'm just sharing such a personal thing with you guys. She goes, well, see, like, I'm like, am I ugly? Like, this was my 15-year-old kid self. I'm like, am I ugly? And she goes, no, you know, you look good. It's just when you open your mouth. And I sat there, I'm like, wow. I, but you know what's, you know what's even worse? I wasn't shocked. I almost knew it's because, <laughs> it's because I opened my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am annoying. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. She goes, yeah, when you open your mouth, you just like, you say stupid things, you know? And I was the kind of kid who would make fun of people. So I'm like, it's even worse. Like, no one likes that kid. Anyways, my point is at that time, you know, I know a girl like me. And then I got a girlfriend. Soon as I got a girlfriend, 
There were like four or five girls I noticed noticing me that. I'm like, what? what is this game you're playing with me? Life? Are you there? What are you trying to do? Like, why are you bring all these girls in now that like, it makes no sense. Um, so I don't know, even in, even with money, money kind of works this way. Like, I, not exactly, because you have to really want money and like work hard for it to get it. But the people who are working so hard and like have to make money, they make a little bit of money. And then for some reason, and, and I'm telling you, I hang out with millionaires. Um, like I don't have friends, you know, like I have like my team, I got my family, and then I have mentors. And these mentors are multimillionaires, very successful people. And I have only a handful of them. And I, when I hang out with some of them, like, I realize they really never talk about money. Like, never talk about money. But they make more money than anyone I know. It's very interesting. And so it's like they don't need money. They don't care about money. They don't want it. But they get it. And one time, actually, uh, one of my mentors, Mohammed, shout out to you. If you ever see this, he'd never, he's not on Facebook. He's only on LinkedIn. Mohammed owns the, the floor of the building that I rent my office from. I'm hanging out with him one day and he goes, you know what's crazy? He goes, what? I golf with him. He goes, last month, I decided not to look at my numbers anymore. So he's like, I'm not going to look at my sales on like what we did. He goes, so I just focused on like doing impact driven things. Like he's like, I focused on qualified quantitative results, uh, qualitative results instead of quantitative. Instead of going to increase numbers, he focused on qualitative. It's a big piece of advice for my entrepreneurs listening. He stopped focusing on doing quantitative things, which is making more money in sales. And he started focusing on doing more qualitative things, which is taking care of the people he has and doing things that have make no direct income for him. But it just is good for the for the business. He goes, you know what's crazy, Armin? I go, what? He goes, so our numbers were at a record high than they've ever been since last year, last month. And I didn't even look at the, the sales board. He's like, one day I walked in and he looked at his, uh, his financial uh, person. And he goes, what is our numbers at? At the end of the month. And they go this. He goes, huh. How? He's like, I don't know. He's like, all right, good. And he walked out. I'm like, wow. He didn't think about money the whole month. He just thought about service. Going the extra mile. Doing more. And he made more money. So, Isaiah, I don't know. I just know it works. So, who cares why? Our job is not to know how the universe works. It's not to know. It's not our job to know how you know like for example like i don't know how electricity works i just know if i turn the switch on it it turns on and i get to use it our job is not to know we don't have to know how god works or how life works or we don't and i know a lot of people will spend their entire life trying to figure it out and uh, let me tell you something none of them figured it out so that only goes to show through proof that since no one's figured it out probably it's not our job but it is our job to just use what works to use what we get are given so I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend too much time trying to think about why. I would just say, hey, if that's how it works, great. I'm going to stop focusing on needing something out of desperateness. And I'm just going to focus on giving and being a great person and let the things come to me. Yes. Thank you very much. That's my time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got uh, Isaiah come back. When we stop caring about that promotion at work and just focus on, uh, on us, we end up getting the promotion. Yeah. You know why, by the way? Because most people... Oh, wait, am I answering it now? Yeah, no, I'm going to answer that one, that specific example. Most people in that example, they're so focused on, on like everything else outside of them, like the promotion of this and that, that they, forget, they, they lose track of them becoming a person that would get that thing. And then they fall off momentum and habits 
like and then and then uh, and then they don't become the person that could get it. But if they just focus on themselves and develop themselves, it will attract to them the people who wanted them for that. And I'm talking about a promotion specifically. Even in a family, the parents oftentimes fall into the habit or the trap of having to fix their children all the time. They start to lose control over themselves in their own discipline to show the kids what it should look like. And then you become a dysfunctional family because the kids think you're a hypocrite. The parents think you're just not respectful and don't listen. But no, the reality is it's the parents' fault. I'm just being real with you. If the parents, for me, if the parents just became the example of what they're trying to teach your kids, the kids would do it. And if the kids don't do it, then you know it's not your fault. It's the kids' environment. So that's there's a different thing you have to do. But I'm just I'm just giving my unbiased or biased perspective. It's biased. Um, it is our job to trust in it. Yes, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Um, Trevor says maybe it's because uh, we switch from focusing on what we don't have and then focus on what we can control. Like you said, qualitative instead of quantitative. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's probably it too, because we focus on what we have. If we focus on what we, uh, what we, what we can do now, who knows? All I know is it works. Use it. Don't waste your time trying to figure it out. Just use it. Like that's the whole point. Your job is here to create a great life for yourself and others, not to figure out how the whole life thing works. That's God's job. Leave it to him or her, whatever you believe. Um, there's two minutes left. Do we do another? Is there a big question? What's the next question? So, what a great show, by the way. Everyone on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, what's going on? Hit that like button. Woo! You brought Trevor on screen. How you do that? Yo, Upton, Upton with the. Upton is um next level, man. It's it's like when I don't when I don't focus on having the show become better, it becomes better. See, it just happens. Um, throw Isaiah up there too, by the way, because he already asked a question. By the way, this is a great show. If you're watching this right now, hit that share button. Share challenge right now. I'm going to start giving away awards for people to share this thing, you know. But share this episode right now on Facebook, on Instagram. Send it to someone on YouTube. Share this. Send it to someone. Share it on your Facebook. Um, hit that like button. Subscribe if you're on YouTube, by the way. And if you're on Facebook or Instagram, leave a comment below. Go to askarmin.com. Ask your questions so I can answer your questions the next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We have one more question, maybe. What is it? Give me a short one. Jeanette's praying. She's like this. Okay. How can you deal with anxiety these days? That's from Umara Shafradbat on Instagram. You know you butcher the name when you put on a whole new accent that isn't yours. Shafrabat? It's Umara. Umara. I'm assuming it's Umara. It's Umara? Umara. Not, not our Umara. Maybe another Okay. Umara. We got her on the screen right here. Umara yeah, Shafrabat. Maybe, that, was close. that was an English. No, no, I'm just saying it's an English. Rip. Anyways, Amara, good question. How can you deal with anxiety these days? The same way you dealt with it any other days. These days are no different than any other days. It's just more of a crisis. Anxiety is simple. Anxiety means, I'm going to give you one sentence and then that's the end of this question. Anxiety means you have fallen into the habit of thinking about something that gets you so anxious and stressed that you have an attack. Because your whole body is responding to what you're thinking about. I'll give you a tiny example. I had someone hit me up on Instagram. He's like, I'm clinically depressed. I said, uh, he's like, how do I fix that or whatever? How do I how do I stay positive? I'm like, what does clinically depressed mean? That means you went to a doctor and they told you you have depression. Um, if you went to your mom and they told you you have depression, you wouldn't say I'm clinically depressed. You would just say I'm depressed or I'm diagnosed depression. I'm like, There's, you're still depressed. Depre I'm like, depression itself is a thing. Um, Clinical or not clinical is just the thing. So when you put clinically behind it, you now make it feel like it's something beyond your control. Don't do that. 
And for anyone who wants to fight me on this, I mean, you, sure, you can go ahead. But um, from my experience, clinical, diagnosed, mental, whatever, it's just doctors telling you that you have this. It doesn't change if I tell you you have it. Second thing, I said, your biggest problem is this, man. I'm like, I'm not saying you didn't go through depression because I have, I know, I, I have a compassion for you. I know what it's like. But I'll tell you this, man, you're, I got out of it. I got out of my depression. The biggest problem people that are depressed or anxious are this. They have confused the being anxious and being depressed. From a, uh, They've confused it as a thing they are. Like it's like they have it. Like I have an arm. I have depression. I have anxiety. They've confused it as that instead of what it really is, which is something they're doing. No, don't worry. I'm going to end it right now. Right. It's fine. No, actually, no. We're going to go live again because yeah. this is important. Yeah. It's going to help a lot of people going on through this. We're coming back live in a second. Going back live on Instagram in a sec. Let me say that one more time. I was talking to this guy on Instagram and he said, um, where's my phone by the way? Can I have my phone back? Yeah. Um, he said, awesome. Welcome. Welcome. He said, uh, He said, I have depression. I said, the biggest issue, I, I went through depression. Like on a level, I was going to shut down my company. I was going to like throw away everything I built. It's pretty high level of depression to me. Um, I didn't get to a point where I wanted to commit suicide. And I know depression leads there. But but I got to a very point. Like I was like falling like, I felt like I was falling admitted with nothing to hold on to. It's the scariest feeling ever. I, I had like anxiety attacks and, and I had that for like six weeks straight. Straight, every single day. It was scary. And to me, I'm not even used to this stuff. That was in de- December. I got out of it because I made a conscious decision that this is something I'm doing and I can change what I'm doing and get a different result. It's not something I have or I am. I think the biggest crime, and I'm going to speak from my heart here, the biggest crime I see in the world today is these institutions. I'm not hate mailing, I'm not hating on the institution, by the way. They're doing their job. I'm seeing the biggest crime committed, maybe not realizing they're committing it, is that People are being told or convinced that they are something that they're not or that they have something that's not like eliminated that can't be taken out. And when you say I, ha- I have clinical depression, I have clinical um, anxiety, I have whatever. You don't have, look, I have a phone. That This is something I have. I have a laptop. I have a cup. I have a shirt. I don't have an emotion. An emotion comes and goes. You don't have emotions. You do them. You feel them. I said, you're feeling depression. He goes, yeah, no, I have it. I'm like, no, you're feeling depressed. I'm like, are you depressed? Can I actually pull this up? Guys, let me, let me, let me read this to you so you can understand. Okay, I'm going to give you a, like an actual step-by-step like what I went through with this guy. Give me, let me find this because like, this is super, it can help a lot of people out here. Where is it? Where is it? Let me find it. Here it is. Okay, check this out. Okay, so I'm not, confidential reasons, I'm not gonna say who it is. Watch this. This guy says, I have depression and I'm still not doing anything about it. I said, what's bugging you? See, I notice I went straight to what's bugging you. I didn't say why. I said, what's, bu-? like there's something making you depressed. No one thinks like this. He goes, oh man, not much. I've been able to cope with my depression. He's talking like it's like a dog. Like it's like my pet. I've been able to deal with the, the pet peeing on the ground every day. Don't get me wrong. It gets to be down sometimes, but less and less. Plus, I don't, do, uh, I don't like to dwell on negative, only positive, and build on that. 
I'm a strong believer of the strength-based approach. You should definitely, uh, okay, so that's something else I said. What makes, what's making you depressed, I asked. He goes, I, this is where he said it. He's like, I have clinical depression. So it comes and goes. Pay very close attention. But less and less, unless it affects me, you kind of perks me up. I said, yeah, I hear you. But, but I said, dude, clinical depression means someone told you that you have depression. It doesn't change that there is something that's making you depressed. And so what is the thing I asked him? He goes, I'm not sure what makes me depressed. This is the real issue we have. As humans that are dealing with things we don't want in our life, we don't actually know the cause. That's the actual problem. If you were self-aware enough to dig deep inside and find the cause, you would cut it off. I was talking to someone just yesterday that's like, I don't know why I'm the way I am. And they don't like who they are. And I'm like, that's the problem. You actually don't know why you're this way. If you knew, you wouldn't let it happen again. So this guy says, I'm sure uh, what makes me depressed, uh, it, maybe I'm not dating anyone or because I, I don't have tons of money and I don't have a perfect body. He says these three things. He goes, well, those are all things that I'm working on. So they don't make me depressed. My depression used to be really bad, but not anymore. I'm quite content with where I'm at and where I'm going. My journey takes patience. I think my biggest issue was I wasn't patient and that would get me depressed. I was sitting there like, this guy doesn't have depression. He's totally sounding like a normal human being. So I said, yeah, man, um, I would be depressed too if I only had thoughts like that. Like, I don't have a perfect body, I don't have a girlfriend, and I don't have money. I would get depressed. Anyone would get depressed if they thought like that. He goes, I said, so I think the biggest problem I think you're facing is that you you bought into this idea that depression is something you are, not something you do. I'm telling you from experience because I just stopped my depression three months ago. He goes, so how do you do that? I said, don't even complicate it. Just understand first that depression is not something out of the control that happens to you. It's a state. It's an emotional state, just like any emotion is, that you can do or do not do. Do you get what I mean? And he says, totally. I said, okay, good. Now you need to figure out exactly what thoughts you need to focus on to get depressed. Okay? And then he says, I think, I, 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 I think you mean not to get depressed. Yeah, I have. I'm like, no. What I mean... Because once you figure it out, I said, because once you figure out what's making you depressed, you'll never think about it again. And then I, and I asked him, and what we did in the conversation is I went to like, what things you have to think about to get depressed and anxiety for the person who's asking this. And he figured it out. And I said, never think those thoughts again. Only think about this. Replace it with the goal. He goes, okay. Now that person doesn't have any more clinical depression, just so you know. Okay. Don't complicate things. So this is my way of, of helping you guys out in a situation. Remember that everything you feel in your life is completely in your control. Nothing happens to you. Only physical handicaps, like physical disorders or whatever. That's different. Mentally, it all can be controlled inside majority. Not everything. Majority. So, especially the ones we deal with. So, this concludes episode 13. Episode 13. We're past three months now, guys. My name is Armin Shafi. I'm your host of the number one show for entrepreneurs. Who need clarity? And thank you for coming on. Go to askarmin.com to ask your questions. Uh, are we off now? Okay. Go to ask. He's like hitting all the off buttons. Like, <laughs> uh, go to askarmin.com to ask all your questions. Uh, make sure you share this video. Like and comment below. Tell me how you're dealing with quarantine. I would love to know what you're doing to keep yourself productive and what your goals are. Um, ask your questions so I can answer them on the show live. Share this video right now so everyone can see this and get some help with this as well. If you think this could help someone, give it to them. Send it to them. Don't be selfish. Uh, and hit that like button. I love you guys so much. I'm going to see you next week on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time so we can answer your questions.
Love you guys so much. Stay positive. Stay focused on your goals. And uh, yeah, arming out. I don't know. Oh, make the rest of your week the best of your week. That's what I usually say. Love you guys so much. Yeah.